Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Podcast. This is Molly McCartney, your host. I'm a spiritual life coach in Orlando, Florida, broadcasting wisdom around the world. And my goal here is to help you awaken and embrace your intuition and find your inner peace no matter what is going on around you, including what's going on right now, our global pandemic that is going on. Um, so if someone could just let me know in the chat that you can hear me okay. And Harry, it sounds like you can hear me. Welcome. That's great. And I will keep on going. So let me turn down this music just a little bit. Thank you, Susanna. And uh, we'll get started. So today's theme is heart healing for tough times. And this is um, planned to um, help you get out of your head and into your heart in this challenging time. A lot of people are experiencing a new kind of stress. Um, you know, brought on by financial worry, by fear of, of good health and fear for their family members and loved ones and even humanity. Um, I've talked to some people that are even feeling very guilty that they can't do a lot of things um, through this pandemic. They just have to kind of sit at home and wait it out. And they want to be, uh, thank you, David. Um, they want to be um, uh, helpful right now and they feel stuck. And I totally get that because um, as light workers and helpers and healers, the, the thing that we came to this earth to do is to help and to heal. And in this situation, there are people on the front lines doing that work and that some of that's their light work to do. That's their help for humanity. And there will come the waves after um, this is, is kind of transformed us as a humanity. And that's when you're going to get to do some of your work in terms of supporting others to find their peace and um, and even grow in your own way. So I wouldn't worry too much about that now. I think what's most important in the message I keep getting is, you know, take care of your own spirit right now, find your balance, find your wellness, stay in your heart with this and hold the faith. Uh, someone posted something on social media the other day about, um, you know, the Native American archetype in the tribe of the faith keeper. And I just loved that so much um, that they would assign one member of the community to hold the faith no matter what was going on. And I think uh, that's exactly the message that I put out there and what I choose to be in this lifetime. So again, we're going to help you get out of your head and into your heart space with some of this and um, stop that overthinking. Um, and maybe you'll get some tips to help people in your life as well. Um, and we'll reduce some stress and take time to get into alignment with your heart center and the love in your life and not the fear. Um, so we're going to take a few minutes to talk about that. Then I'm going to do a group reading and then I'm going to open the lines for calls. So I welcome you guys. If you have questions that pop up for me along the way, please call in. If you are on your uh, cell phone, I believe that's the only way you can call in. Um, if, um, if no one has that, then I'll just keep on talking. So, um, but, uh, I will open the, uh, the calls for that, the lines for that. And then after that, we're going to do a meditation. If you can hang out till the end and it, I call it into the heart space where we're going to invite your spirit guides and the higher power to enter your consciousness through your heart space. And so the key is to remember that stuff doesn't come through your thoughts, doesn't come through your mind. It doesn't come through your instinct to stay safe or your fear. It comes through the center. Um, you know, the center of us is our heart between heaven and earth. And that's where the doorway or the gateway can open in order for you to hear that higher power and to channel it into your own life and into the, into the planetary consciousness. 
So first things first, um, another reason why I chose this theme is because the uh, COVID-19 virus, that's the source of this pandemic, it attacks the lungs and is dangerous for those with heart conditions, especially, and the immunocompromised. And so, um, you know, so many illnesses um, do this, but this this virus has done it to such a degree and to such a, a huge expanse that it's showing um, us that there's some attention needed on our, our heart chakra as a humanity. And so that's been going on for a while. You know, so many people walk around with broken hearts. So many people walk around with unhealed wounds um, from, from childhood, from past lives, from different um, situations they've been through and have such trouble letting go and clearing that debris out from their heart space. And so we have a world that's often operated um, with, with a lot of people that they're, they're working through their wounds and their subconscious motivations. Um, and it's nobody's fault. It's just, it is what it is. It's how it's kind of come to be. And, um, you know, there's been a breakdown of uh, belief in, in a higher power because of a lot of things that have gone on in religions all over the world and religious wars and um, you know, shady stuff done by religious leaders and, and everything else. But I think it's really important to realize that while religion is, is, is good for many people and uh, community, it brings community, it brings like-mindedness to your spirituality and, and, and fellowship, but it's not, it, it doesn't, it should not um, um, replace your personal relationship with the divine. And that's something that we are called to develop in this time where we are feeling scared, where we don't have those same kind of communities to lock into. Some people do, but a lot of people have either drifted away due to disagreements or um, just have lost their faith due to, to events in their life. So um, the key thing is our faith, which is found in the crown chakra on top of our heads, our connection to the heavens and the divine. Um, our heart chakra is what can discern those messages. Again, you have to get down into that in order to understand what healing is coming to you through that relationship. Um, so um, it's it's also um, important to realize that those affected by the shutdown, which I imagine are most of you listening, um, because uh, I know the, there's a lot of people working on the front lines. If you are one of the nurses working on the front lines, I give you a shout out and definitely uh, send a lot of appreciation your way. Um, anybody really kind of scrambling right now to deal with this while the rest of us sit at home and try to to wait for the storm to pass. Um, I think it's it's a good thing to just send gratitude out to those people now because they're having a very different experience than we are. Um, but again, I, I know this stay at home experience and I feel like a majority of the people I work with know that too. So that's what I like to um, focus on. So um, anyway, it's important to, um, to, to notice that this shutdown creates a uh, condition to examine um, how you are present to your heart space or how you aren't. So if you're stressed, if you're dealing with um, anxiety, if you're uh, panicked or waking up in the middle of the night, um, a lot of times what I'm seeing with my clients is they had stress patterns before the pandemic began and, and the shutdown began and the shutdown has kind of amplified 
those things. So um, the key here is to make sure you use um, this time to um, become more aligned to your heart space and make sure that um, that you're taking care of yourself from the inside out. So um, I'll ask you now, you know, what is your quality of, um, of, of beingness in this, in this shutdown right now? And just be thinking about that. And if you're on the chat, you can enter a word or two um, uh, and, and let me know what you are, are feeling at this moment or what you've been feeling. Um, just one word will do, um, stress, fearful, fine. That's good too. Happy. Um, but I welcome your participation here. So I'll give you just a minute to enter some words in, um, into the chat. Okay. All right. I'm seeing anxious, anxiety, unbothered. And these are all, so you can see that there's a lot of different things that can be going on for different people. So we're not all in the same sort of crisis space, but some of us are. So um, the key is to, to notice that. And, and what we're going to do is talk here about what those states of being like, where they begin and our levels of consciousness that are, are, are kind of in charge of those things. So um, um, if you're stressed, worried, um, thoughts and intellect are often in control. Um, and so I'm going to go into that a little bit deeper in a moment. If you're anxious and fearful, fear and instinct is often in control. And so stress and anxiety are a little different. I want to point that out. Uh, stress is the feeling of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to happen? What what am I going to do about money? What am I going to do about my job? Um, you know, but the anxiety is the waking up at 3 a.m. with panic in your body, you know? So, um, so if you are feeling that way, we're going to work with that today. And I'm going to give you a group reading about that and, and welcome the callers to call in to get some, um, some private coaching on that as well. So to get into a state of calm, you must be able to change the filter through which you're viewing your reality. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So and, and I see panic in the body someone's putting in the chat. So that is that deep set anxiety and it's become kind of your body's consciousness if you're feeling that sort of deep panic. So um, let's talk about these filters of reality, which is your consciousness. And those of you that are saying I'm unbothered, um, balanced, relieved, grateful, and wishing the same unto others by praying for the collective, that's great. Um, someone says anticipation, like what is to come? That's, that's an interesting emotion as well. So, and my key is anything, you know, as a spiritual life coach, I really just want to help you get to that state of at least neutral, peaceful, and into those states of joy, because our, our states of being exist on a spectrum, just like everything else in a, in a continuum. So it comes and goes, it, it ebbs and flows depending on the day, but it's really important to make sure that you're balanced between your states. And, and yes, it is actually um, possible, even if you come from a very anxious, fearful um, state in your life as a rule, it is possible to get to a place where you have more good days than bad, when you have more calm and peacefulness than stress, than anxiety, but it takes practice. Sometimes it takes some help with herbs and, and some people choose medications, but with, with that without work, doing the inner work is not really going to be a long-term solution for your life. So that's why I'm here because I want to really help you get to that place of calm, 
of centeredness. Um, I use the word faith a lot. I don't use it in, in a religious sense. I use it in a spiritual sense of having a faith that a higher power has a divine plan and that we have to have the humility that we can't always know what that is. And um, that's spirituality. So if, if you're having trouble getting there, it's really important to do the practice, um, to read, to learn, to, to focus on ways to switch your, switch your mindset and switch what you're focusing on so that you can feel that sense of faith. Because it is, um, for me, it was a choice to get back into it after many years of being angry at God for some trouble in my childhood from grief um, of losing my father and being bullied and all this stuff and then some depression in my teenage years. I was just mad at God for a very long time, even as an intuitive. I was highly intuitive, but but angry. And I realized, um, you know, long into my path, even after I started helping others, that if I didn't open up fully to the fact that there's a divine plan and and have a true deep relationship with that divine sense of spirit, which you know some people call spirit guides. I believe our spirit guides are the messengers from a higher power. Um, they can get to us where a higher power doesn't really talk. <laughs> so that's the difference. But it really is about letting go and knowing that anytime you are stressed out, anytime you're anxious, you, it's it's that human part of yourself trying to take control of the situation, trying to understand it at a higher level that it will never understand it. Um, no matter what kind of facts come to light about all of this, no matter what shift or no shift happens in humanity's consciousness, we just have to make sure that we're on our path and we are kind of giving the energy that's helpful to ourselves and others above above the fear and the and the panic. Um, so so I'm not panic shaming, <laughs> by the way, because that's very human. And you wouldn't be here if you didn't want that guidance. So um, it's not about being ashamed of it. It's about saying that you can be empowered to retrain your focus. It is practice and it it is a choice to practice and and re focus and take care of yourself in a new way. So um, going back to my filter conversation, I kind of go on tangents, guys, sorry, but um, but it all makes sense in the end, I promise. So the filter um, that through which we view reality is also, I, I could also call it your consciousness level or the, the type of consciousness you're looking at life through. Uh, more simply, just your focus. What are you focused on? So the intellect is the consciousness of your mind. Those are the thoughts. They're always going. They have a job to do. It's it's our inner computer. We are we're, we wouldn't be who we are without our computer system running the show. So it's very important. I don't want to blame the mind. The mind isn't a bad thing. But if you are out of balance and only focus on those thoughts or letting social media drag you left and right or the media or news or uh, people's ideas or um, whatever, your own ideas about what it is, just trying to figure it out is only going to lead you in this loop of thought, loop of thought. Because if you're not focused and not responding to what's actually happening or taking action on the thought, you're just going to get stuck. So that can cause that anxiety. So I would suggest to those of you who are feeling that, make sure you're getting outside enough and you're getting exercise. And a walk is great, but if you can get on a bike and really ride it, or you can jog or you can hike, you know, get your energy going because you've got too much energy in that mind space. And when you bring it down into your body, you get grounded. So that's a really good way to do that. 
um, the instinct, um, what I refer to as instinct. And what I like to do is split the ego. When I'm talking about ego here with the intellect and instinct, for those of you who have been on this path and studied ego and spirit consciousness, but I split it into two saying the intellect is the consciousness of mind. The instinct is consciousness of body. So your body um, wants to to live, you know, it wants to stay alive. So it's that mortal fear of 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 pain, of suffering, of of dying, um, on, of discomfort at at the best, you know. And it it really will choose the comfort loop over um, over the new, you know, act actions you could take or the new thoughts you could have because new isn't always comfortable. There's even a phenomenon that I call thriver's guilt where we are. Well, first there's um, inner peace boredom. <laughs> that's a, that's a phenomena of the mind where you're at peace and then your mind kind of starts looking for things to get upset about. So that's very interesting. And there's also, um, thriver's guilt when you get into the states of living in joy and living at what many call a, a higher vibration and then you're um you kind of feel bad because the people around you aren't living in that state and so that that's your mind coming in trying to pull you right back down and the key is again to stay balanced between all of them but if you're allowing your mind to get the better of you you're going to feel that stress and you're going to try to control things and it's probably going to affect your relationships because other people just want you to chill out or they're doing the same thing and you're bouncing off each other. So that's just energy. It is what it is. Um, the, inst the instinct is consciousness of the body. So if you are feeling this panic, this deep panic, I've been suggesting to people not only get out and do the exercise, but also take baths. And I'm not talking about bubble baths. I'm talking about salt baths and, and deep uh, nourishing baths with candles, with relaxing music, getting yourself in kind of a womb-like space to help release some of this stuff that's stuck to you because we share stress in our energy fields, just like we share viruses. So if if you're kind of soaking up all the stress of the world, plus you're and you're giving yourself more of that, it's like you, you've gotten overwhelmed and still you're eating too much sugar, um, you're going to need to detox that. So definitely taking baths, um, if you need sleep aids, I always recommend natural aids. Herbs are good. Um, I would talk to a certified herbalist uh, on the right ones. I can't suggest what herbs are good, but there are stuff you know um, that you can buy um, over the counter as well. Um, do stuff. Have a sleep mask so light doesn't come in when you sleep. I sleep in earplugs. So I get good sleep because I'm highly sensitive and I will hear everything going on in the world and I will see every light through my eyelids. So I sleep very, very well, but I have a little bit of herbal help and a little bit of um, earplugs and face mask most nights. So make sure that you're sleeping well, because if you are not, you're going to that panic and anxiety is going to increase throughout in the daytime. Um, and make sure you're also doing some kind of ritual in the name of your spiritual beliefs. So that could be having an altar where you light a candle each day, blow it out when you're done with the day. And whenever you're in the room or in the house, keep it lit as a sign that you're inviting your spirit guides and your higher power into your space. You can burn sage, you can burn incense, all of these things to me, the magic is in the intuition. So I do it more, the ritual is for my mind to recognize this is what we're creating in reality. I'm not going to just be um, blown about by the winds of chaos. I'm taking a moment 
to state what, what I believe to be true and what I'm asking for humbly. And I also include the world in that. I include humanity and I include healing for everyone and, and safety and peace to come back in, in whatever form it's going to come. And I say, um, I do. And, and I don't really have better words than thy will be done. You know, especially the, the universe has a balance and it's always either in or out of balance and it's always seeking balance, just like our bodies are. So no matter how much we think about it, talk about it, have opinions about it, talk about politics, talk about religion, blah, 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 blah. You know, that it doesn't, all of that's just chatter when there's something greater going on. So a key is if that's going on inside you, all that chatter and all that chaos to just get quiet and do things that nourish the quiet and definitely put yourself in a diet of media and social media if you are feeling especially anxious. Um, so back to the, the filters of consciousness, intuition, for those of you who are doing well right now, um, chances are your intuition is in control. Your, your consciousness of spirit is very present right now, and you're able to kind of hold that space for those of us who are not doing as well. So to me, I say those of us because I feel like I'm doing well, but I also include anyone in my wisdom circle and anyone in the world who is seeking to feel better, seeking the peace. Because if you're not feeding the chaos and you're feeling blown about by all of this, chances are you really would prefer to feel okay, at least, or at least a sense of assuredness. So, um, you know, I feel like we're all pieces of each other. So what we do when, what I consciously do when I'm feeling well and I'm in a higher vibration, so to speak, which is, I hate the higher, lower thing, but, you know, the more joyful vibration, you know, as opposed to the fearful vibration, um, I just say, you know what, I'm adding to that field and I pray that it, it radiates out to others, you know, and that's another reason why I do this show and another reason why I do what I do for a living um, as a spiritual coach. So um, it's all about holding the light, holding the faith. And for those of you who want to, to be that in the world, just know I wasn't always like this. There are people out there listening that are like, I'm good. They weren't always like this. It's because of practice and because of, um, of, of commitment to the path and finding that, being able to find that sense of peace inside. So, um, so I, I say that because it's possible for you. And the first thing you might have to realize um, is that it is possible to turn it around, that you're not going to feel like this forever and it's not um, not your fault and there's nothing wrong with it either. But it's simply if you can calm yourself, take care of yourself enough to get that get that focus, you know, get a handle on it. It's like a wild horse just bucking, bucking bronco, just going everywhere. Just got to get hands on the bridle and say it's going to be okay. So um, let's see. Um, I think I covered the the importance of connecting with a higher power. I have my note in my notes here. I want to I want to just state that if you're highly intuitive and you feel like things are happening, like I I can feel that there's this isn't the last big issue that we're going to have, you know, in this lifetime. This is a big one, but we're going to have a lot of changes and a lot of strange, unusual events happen in our lifetime. If I was not connected to a higher power and I felt that or had visions of that, I would be terrified. So your intuition is nothing but another survival tool or something that your inner survival system, your instinct is going to use against your inner peace, basically, to keep you on high alert unless you're connected to a higher power. So faith is the missing key for those who are sensitive, intuitive, very spiritual, 
and still feeling this, like, you know, a lot of anxiety. So it's the key now is to take this time. If you are stay, staying at home, if your job is on hold, um, practice, 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 you know, take time to clear out your space, um, clean your home, declutter, um, do these things in the name of decluttering your energy and know that, you know, this pause can be a gift, even if it feels very anxiety inducing. Um, so, and it's just important, um, important, important, important to ask each day for guidance for, for, for yourself and for everyone else to release the mental and physical fears that create stress and fear. So we can empower the wisdom within that connects us to something greater than ourselves. So with that, um, you know, I'm at 20 minutes. So instead of doing a group reading, I see, I see someone wants to call in. And if there's someone else that would like to call in for a private reading, um, we'll do that now. So I'll go ahead and open the lines for callers. If no one calls in, then I'll proceed with pulling some cards for everyone. So it looked like early Harry, uh, earlier, Harry was trying to call in. Harry, if you'd like to call in, please do. And I'm not going to call anyone else out. <laughs> and that is okay. And does anyone have any questions out there? If you, some people are shy and they don't like to be on the radio. I know I used to not like to do it. Yes, you can. Please ask your question in the chat. We have someone asking a question in the chat. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're on the chat, you can enter your question there. I will address as many as I can if you're shy and don't want to be on the air. So go ahead, ask your question in the chat. So again, I'm Molly McCartney with the Empowered Wisdom Hour, and today we are talking about heart healing through tough times and knowing that um, if we don't get into our heart space, this whole pandemic situation is going to be really hard to deal with because after a while uh, of taking in the media and the information, we're stuck in our heads and our minds about it, and that overthinking never serves anyone very well. So while I have some people filling in their questions, I'm going to start shuffling here. And I have a question. So I heard you say that there was once a point where you had anger and resentment toward a higher power. How did you come through it? That is a great question. So I will tell you. So yeah, that was part of my life journey as, as a healer, as a light worker and doing what I do because I needed to see the clarity that came from reuniting and forgiving my higher power to know how powerful it really was. Cause as a child, so I'll just, I'll, I'll try to sum it up fairly quickly. And if anyone else has questions at this time, feel free to enter in them in the chat. I will answer them as, as with as much time as we have. Um, so, um, so when I was a child and that happened, when my dad passed away at six years old, I was daddy's girl. I was, you know, very close to him. I consider him my very best friend. I was an only child and we, he was my playmate and, you know, uh, just, I was very much like him. So, uh, when he passed, it was very, very sudden. And, and I was involved in church at the time. And I would ask, you know, I would ask adults, you know, well, can someone please explain this to me? I need to know, I need to understand. And while I really believed in God and I felt the presence of God in, in the sanctuary, especially I would feel it in nature because my family would go out in nature a lot. Um, I, I just really felt the, the vividness of that energy. 
but when I was in grief, I couldn't feel it anymore. And I went into my mind and I started asking for someone to explain this to me. Like, why do I feel so bad? Why is he gone? Nobody, you know, I don't get this. It doesn't match any of the teachings I've heard. So we're being punished and I'm not understanding why. And I could hear, you know, well, there was human error involved or it was just his time. And I'm like, that's not enough. And I shut down. I got very mad at God at six years old. I said, I renounce you. And I think now, like, I remember knowing that word. I'm like, how did I know that word? But I did. And it was probably a past life thing I had to deal with. And I was kind of wandering around, still kind of subconsciously very spiritual as a child and a teenager. Um, But I started to look into more um, kind of Eastern faiths, Eastern ways of looking at the, uh, the higher power. I looked at meditation and yoga um, once I got into my teens. And as a, as a child before that, I was, like I said before, I was bullied very badly in elementary school, um, got a little bit of a break in middle school, and then going into high school just really kind of went my own unique direction and was trying to find myself as many kids do. But I still had not reunited with God. You know, I was very spiritual, very interested in things and interested in divination and meditation and um, overcoming the ego and and things like that. But I was wandering around still very lost. I angered easily. I was very moody. I was depressed. Um, I was even suicidal at one point in college. Um, So and my body just went went to crap. I did not take care of myself at all. So it was really for me, a life-threatening situation where I knew my spirit guides came to me and said, you are going to either get cancer or heart disease or, you know, basically not make it past the age of 30. Uh, And I was around 20, 23 when I heard this kind of strong guidance come in, like, you need to change your ways. But in order to change my ways, I had to go down this, this healing journey of my own mental state and my own mind and my own attitudes. And so I used hypnosis, I used psychic development, I used, um, you know, I I went vegan for a little while, um, for a few years, and I still love the vegan diet. Um, But, uh, you know, I did things, I started moving my body and learning about um, nutrition and learning about things. And, And with that came a growing, growing faith that I was healing, life was finally getting better. So I couldn't have been the only one behind that. And I think at a certain point, I finally started talking to the higher power again, not just my spirit guides. And I started to say, all right, here we go. Because what I would hear from my guides is we're right here anytime you need us, but you have to ask for us. We're not just going to come in and send you a hawk, you know, for a message or, you know, speak to you through a song. We're not just going to kind of show up randomly. You have to be sort of asking and open to receiving it. And that's something I didn't really connect the dots with when I was younger. And I did get things that seemed out of the blue at that time, but it wasn't until I didn't, couldn't turn it on consciously until I realized I've got to ask and I've got to surrender to the answer. So that brings me to my point of how to connect with your spirit guides and really use that guidance. If you're in your mind about what a spirit guide is, if you're expecting it to be a thought in the same way that you think your thoughts, it's not going to come that way. It's going to come through a feeling, through um, a dream sometimes, through um, synchronicities, songs that play on Pandora or the radio or whatever you, Spotify, whatever you're listening to. Um, it, it, It comes in waves of realizations 
where you weren't even really thinking about anything. You're riding your bike or you're cooking or doing the dishes and all of a sudden you just have a realization. So it's it's not the same as when you're sitting there trying to figure it out and you you like directly ask from a from a conscious beta level space. And beta level is that everyday thinking space. You know, what's happening here? And then silence. You're not hearing anything back because you're still in that beta level consciousness, which is why we're going to do meditation in a few minutes to get you into that heart space and relax so you can see what I'm talking about, the state you need to be in in order to really receive the messages from your guides and your higher power. So how I, again, I'm going to go back and completely answer the question, how did I come through it and, and not be so resentful of a higher power is I, I forgave it. I forgave it and I realized that it was not a higher power that had abandoned me. It was me that abandoned my higher power. And so that was like a, a big aha moment for me. And, and nobody had really said it to me that way, but it I just realized it one day because I was working really hard on my path at that time. And I think, um, you know, Carolyn Mace is, is a, an author and a teacher I like to listen to. I've always loved her teachings. And she talks a lot about humility to the divine. And if we don't have humility, then it's really hard to get guidance. And the key is we're always wanting certain things to happen in our favor. We're wanting answers. We're, you know, just like that little six-year-old kid, I want answers. And when they don't come, then we think, well, God doesn't exist. God doesn't care about me because I'm not getting my answer. And that is your ego, either in the, usually in the form of intellect, or if you're scared and unable to access your faith, it's that instinct to, to stay safe and to survive. And the key is to know that spirit has your back. It really, really does. And that we don't live in a, a universe that's always um, shutting us down. We have traumas. We have things that happen to us. We have stresses. But we can't define our whole life by that. If we do, we start to recreate the same things over and over again because it becomes our template for reality. And so the key is if you've had trauma, if you're angry about something, if you if you struggle with not forgiving, um, it's just really key to do the work. And there's a lot of work out there that you can do. So um, if no one else has any more questions, I can guide you through something that I um, share with a lot of my clients. And I have a handout that I will soon be putting on my website that you can download. It's part of my program. Although this, I did not create this practice. I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, this practice has been around a very long time. Um, it, it originated in Hawaii with um, indigenous Hawaiian people. Um, and it is called Ho'oponopono. And it's the Hawaiian art of forgiveness uh, and the forgiveness practice. So, you know, as I learned about it, I learned that in a tribe or a family, if somebody had issues with another person, they both took it upon themselves to do this practice of Ho'oponopono to stop the feuding to, so that they could come back together as a community. And I would imagine they used it for other things along the way. But uh, I think it was... Um, a few decades ago, I don't know the exact decade, probably uh, 70s, 80s, there was a doctor in, in Hawaii that started practicing with this to help heal uh, mentally ill patients, criminally ill, mentally ill patients, um, because no therapist could get through to, to them. So the story goes, the, the reports go, and he has an institute down there. Um, 
that he did this work uh, and healed this whole ward of patients in terms of heal. What do I mean by that? Well, they were no longer showing signs of psych, you know, the dangerous psychosis. They were feeling somewhat, you know, they were able to get through to them. The psychologists were able to get through to them. So they, they regained some, some sense of a baseline um, instead of being in that, that negative state. So without, he did this without ever talking to them or meeting them. So that's the power of Ho'oponopono. I have personally um, heard um, stories of people shifting relationship on the other person's side just by doing this practice. So if you're estranged from someone or you're in a, a fight where you've kind of hit a stalemate and that person's not reaching out or there's something going on or, you, or you're angry at the person, uh, when you do this practice, you, you feed in your own energy of forgiveness to it, whether or not you were the one that created the problem that's that's out of the picture when you're doing this practice it's simply adding forgiveness and heart-centered thoughts instead of your anger and self-righteousness and so um we'll get to it in just a minute but um i do want to share a couple other stories of a client or at least one story of a client that i guided her to do this and she was estranged from her son and this was around thanksgiving and i felt guided to share the practice with her and uh, she did it for the 20 minutes I usually recommend. And very, very, this happened very, very quickly for her. Her son hadn't talked to her in six months, a year. I can't remember. It was a long time. Um, and the next day he called her and invited her to Thanksgiving dinner. And that blew her mind. And so, and it blew my mind. So I, you know, this is intention setting for this kind of stuff. This kind of healing stuff is very mysterious, but the higher power works in mysterious ways. And when we work with the energy that's when it, we can blend our own human intentions with the divine intentions. And we can find a place of uh, solace, of, of neutrality in terms of being centered between heaven and earth and not just stuck on earth without the guidance. So for those of you who want to try it, um, I recommend you just get seated in your chair wherever you are. Sitting up is best. You can close your eyes if you want. I don't want you to go too deep because I am going to lead you through another meditation in a minute. But this is going to be something, a tool you can use when your consciousness gets stuck in a loop. Um, that I use it all the time because I'm I'm always thinking about stuff I have to do for my work, and sometimes I get and I just go right back into to this these phrases. So um, the phrases are very simple. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I'll say it again so you can write it down. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. God, I just feel calmer just saying it. I'm not even saying it to anything. It just feels, I just, those, the, the vibration of those words shifts your energy. And because we're all energetically connected, especially by emotions to, to peep the people in our lives, they're going to feel that. They're going to feel at least some kind of release um, even if they don't know what it is. Um, I, I've actually noticed um, people in my life, if I've done it, they have shifted without me saying a word about whatever thing I was stuck on. And so it really does. It, it, when you shift, other people shift. And so the key is for those um, suffering with anxiety and stress, stressful thinking, uh, when you find yourself in a loop, this is a really good thing to do for yourself. 
Um, and, uh, and Harry, um, you, you typed in, can you help me with my anxiety? Go ahead and, and give me, uh, I, you know what, I'll do, give you a quick reading on that. How about that? If, if you don't have a specific question, so we'll do that in just a minute. I see your question there. Um, but if you do this practice with, um, with the intention of telling yourself that, you know, aim it towards your own body and your own heart, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yes, go ahead and call in, Harry. You can do that to um, make sure that you um, switch the focus from the loop and um, into the peacefulness. So we have Harry calling in. I'm going to go ahead and take his call. Hello, Harry. Can you hear me? Hi. See, I'm not sure if I can hear you. Yes, I can. Hello there. Okay, you're breaking up just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Try again. Okay. What's that? I'm so sorry, dear, you're breaking up, but I'll tell you what, I see your question and I'm oh, gonna I'm give no you sure. a quick uh, reading. Okay, bye-bye. No <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, I can now. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so uh, so your question is, can you um, you need to know um, what what you need to know about your anxiety so you can help re reduce that? Is that correct? Okay, it looks like we have a bad connection. So we're going to go ahead and just give Harry his reading. All right, there we go. Sorry, guys. I'm, I never know. I'm learning Podbean. I'm learning this whole live stream thing. So we're all learning all the time. Thank you for your patience. So Harry, I'm doing a quick read and I want you all to listen. Anyone that is um, also struggling with some worry and some anxiety. And just listen closely because we're going to look at what the obstacle is here. We always have a spiritual obstacle that we can turn into a lesson if we look at it that way. If we don't look at it that way, it becomes this huge mountain we have to climb. And the key is to make sure we see every moment of every day as, as an opportunity to shift and to transform. It really is true. It's just about training yourself to live like that. And like I said before, I was not always like this. And I still struggle with a little anxiety. I'm going to be honest. You know, when I get in my head about my to-do list, oh my God, and I feel it in my heart. So, um, so I'm not perfect. I'm not done. None of us are. I always say if anyone, um, if anyone says they're enlightened and done, you know, I think you probably should run for the hills because I don't really believe anybody is. I believe um, even the most enlightened individuals in the world still struggle with some of these things. So the key is it's a, it's a practice. It's always a practice and to be humbled to the practice that things show up, things change and we have emotions that we have to deal with. So Harry, listen up, I'm doing your reading here. So right now you're in a space where you're dimming your light um, in order to be comfortable in your surroundings. So there may be something going on around you in your personal life or in your, your home life that is causing you to kind of play it small. 
And when you're playing it small and not communicating and opening up and connecting with others as much as you, you could, um, that's going to cause yourself to feel really closed in. So I'm seeing visions of you getting out and walking um, and, and definitely getting outside, getting more sun and, and connecting with the earth. Because for some reason, I'm feeling like um, there isn't a lot of connection or the connections that you had are a little bit... Um, um, kind of like your phone call, like breaking up. There's just something like that's not quite solid there. So you're coming out of spiritual, following what you thought was spiritual guidance, but you got stuck. And, and now being stuck, uh, whether that's being at home during the pandemic or just feeling stuck in general, it's time to really call upon your spiritual maturity and know that you have the answer within you, even if you doubt it. So you may be looking outside yourself for, for that guidance. And again, um, this, this message is for everybody out there struggling with, with that anxiety. So, um, so make sure that you're, you're looking to yourself and not looking to the world to change um, and make sure that you're setting your intentions. So one thing that we, we forget about is when we, um, we think that we're, our intentions go um, left unheard, but it's important to make sure that you focus your energy on what you imagine to be the highest and best experience for yourself. And again, let your intuition drive that. So your intuition will know that, like say you're wishing for a million dollars, but your intuition knows that's not gonna be the thing that makes you happy. It's actually gonna be you know, living in a different part of town or a different city or, uh, living, uh, changing even your current home situation and just kind of making the best of what you have. Um, so the key is to not ask for the million dollars. You need to ask for that feeling that you think it's going to bring you that sense of security, that sense of no more worry, this kind of thing. And I'm using a million dollars as an example. So it could be anything. Um, the current um, environment is the rattle. So that's, it's key to let yourself be used as a spiritual tool at this time. Let the divine spirit, the higher power kind of work, have its way with you and work a rhythm into your life and start changing the story of, of your anxiety to, to say, this has been an affliction that I've been suffering this anxiety is an affliction and it, it's something that has a remedy. It has a balance cure that can come in in the form of my learning how to refocus my energy and that I've been given this anxiety. I've been given this challenge so that I can experience finding my true essence again. And when we come back to our true essence as in the story that I told earlier about me kind of healing my body, mind, and spirit, it was such an amazing feeling to get back to myself. So you're being given this, this journey and this, this issue so that you can, you can be the, the star of your own movie, I like to say, or the, the leading role in your own book. Um, and, and so you can decide which way this is going to go from here, that we have um, kind of a divine plan that we're not bound to, but it serves as a guideline through which we can transform into a higher and better version of ourselves. So um, the key thing here is um, to look at your ability to receive. So if you have trouble kind of 
listening or taking in things if you're always asking for the answers and not really sitting with the with what comes to you it's going to be um, very important for you to to do that and stop also stop giving too much of yourself away so if you're giving too much of yourself away and over um, i hear overspending or over doing it or over wanting like really letting your desires lead um, now's the time to start getting calm, being grateful for what you have and in making the best of, of what you have. Um, so that's going to help kind of lower some of your anxiety. I hear it's really about getting present. Um, there's, there's a lack of presence here. So the key is to do that. Um, the soul retrieval card is the hopes and fears. And that is about calling your spirit home. So there may be some fragmentation because of some trauma or some issues in life or even loss of work. Um, but the key is to be confident that you have the gifts and talents to succeed and it's not over yet. So make sure you look at this situation that is making you anxious and look at it as an initiation. I have the Andean cross, which is all about initiation for your what is to be done position. And that is listening to your inner self. I get the council card, which there's something here about you not believing that your inner self has the answers, that it, the answers exist outside of you. But when you get very quiet, when you do the practice of quieting your mind and you're not looking for that, that specific answer, like, like I said, like the little six-year-old girl, I want to know why, you know, I want to know why someone give me an answer. And then I'm like, screw you, God, I'm not talking to you anymore. And you see you know, the struggles that I faced. So the key here is to, um, so to just make sure that you are going within and allowing the still small voice to answer your questions. And it is a very still small voice. And I see your, another question coming up. So, and, and I, oh, that's a very good question. So I'm going to answer that in just a minute. So the outcome of this reading here today that applies to Mr. Harry, but also anybody else listening that's struggling with anxiety and stress, especially through this pandemic shutdown situation, um, the corn card comes up and the corn is all about looking at where you've been putting your energy and asking yourself, is this really giving me anything in return? And if it is not, it's important now that you switch your focus and pull that focus out from, from that, that garden that you planted that's not growing correctly and, and plant it somewhere else. So again, I'm, I'm giving you some, some mental tools, some spiritual tools here today to lean on, but you also might need to change what you're doing with your eating habits, your food, make sure you're eating good, clean food, whole food. You don't have to get crazy about it. Just make sure you eat natural stuff with, without chemicals and without a lot of sugar. Um, drink a lot of water, stay hydrated, move your body, um, and make sure you're not just taking in all of this information all the time because it's going to overwhelm you. It's going to overload you. Um, I used to experience this, that before the pandemic. Um, now I'm, ex you know, it's kind of the same level to me. So I just have to learn to turn it off, you know, take, have a, have a very limited diet of the information and make sure it's from sources that are verified at least somewhat as verified as they can be in this day and age. So the outcome of this is for those of you feeling this right now, listening to the show, you wouldn't be listening to the Empowered Wisdom Hour if you did not want more wisdom uh, or to empower your wisdom. Um, you're on a, a light worker path. So the light worker path is usually, um, it usually begins or, or is, is interrupted somehow with a great amount of darkness, with a great amount of fear, 
with grief, with suffering, because if you don't go through that sort of thing, it's very difficult to understand people who are going through it when you're doing your light work in the world. And that could be direct light work, as in readings and energy healing and um, helping and serving and caretaking, you know, any, any people focused um, job or, or career is usually light work, but though not all, all people who do those things are light workers. That's something we'll talk about another time. But Another way that many people are lightworkers are simply just holding the vibration of peace and calm in their own families and communities. So being the, the faith holder, being the example, being the calm one in the middle of the storm. You know, if it, think about if you're in a room and everyone's freaking out in a rubber room and, and there's no calm people, like what's going to happen? But if you got one calm person and one person stops bouncing uh, across the walls and says, hey, how, how are you so calm? You know, the energy just changes. So you can be this example. Um, and so be be the light you want to see, essentially, to be cliche about it. So that is the outcome of, of that reading. So I hope that was helpful for those who are anxious, who are struggling right now. Um, just know you're human. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It makes sense. Um, but in terms of, of really creating a safe space inside of this shutdown for yourself, um, it's going to be important to watch what you focus on. So Susanna is asking, can you use that Hawaiian practice towards a higher power? How would that work? I feel I just don't, uh, hold on one second. I feel I just don't know how to describe it something. Yes. So absolutely you can use it. And this is just one of many practices. Um, you know, you, there's Sanskrit mantras. If you're in the yoga world, um, you know about mantras, um, all of those, you know, they're in Sanskrit, but they have, um, you know, uh, translations in English. Um, so you can know what they're saying. And there's different, of course, in, in that, that, that set of mantras, there's usually deities you're calling on. So if you have trouble, like identifying with a Hindu deity, it's, it might be difficult for you to do that. But um, you can also create your own but the reason why I recommend the Ho'oponopono forgiveness practice is because it has such a history. It's kind of like Reiki symbols or anything that's been around a long time. It has, it has an energy about it that's been built up over time, and that's why it has a, a, a power to it. So yes, absolutely. If you're angry at God and you're praying, and, and I don't know what your prayers sound like. If they sound like mine, it's like, why don't you just show me what the hell's going on? And, you know, why don't you do something about it? And why did you take this away? And why are things the way they are? And why is the world such a terrible place? You know, these kinds of things, talking to God like that. Um, it's, you know, God still loves us. The higher power is still, you know, just just spitting out the, the life force no matter what. You know, it doesn't really to me, see black and white the way that some people project it. It's just, it just is. And it's seeking healing all the time. So when we're disconnected, we're not in the healing space. We're in the struggling space. When we're connected, we're in the calm space. So absolutely, if you find yourself doing that kind of thing or whatever it is, however that manifests for you, that anger at God, um, take some time to, well, I think some of you out there, if you're, if you're my clients listening, I may have recommended, um, kind of rage screaming sometimes if you're in your car somewhere where people don't hear you is probably good, but you know, let it out, scream, tell, you know, put it out there that just get that energy out of your system. If you're that angry, if you're that anxious, like, ah, just get it out, get it out. Cause you can't ignore it. You can't wish it away. You can't forgive it away. You got to feel your feelings, but then, you know, I mean, I know there comes a time where I'm just holding on to it. 
there's a time when it's real and it's visceral and this is the feeling I'm feeling and I've got to express it. And then there's a time where, all right, my ego is just hanging on to this because it's getting something out of it and it's just making me feel bad. And that's when your conscious mind wants to forgive, but you still feel this feeling of, I can't. So absolutely, if you imagine your higher power, whatever you imagine it as, I just, I don't have a visual um, representation of my higher power. I look at it as almost like love letters to someone I, I'll never see in person, but that is is intimately connected to me, like almost like we have a private chat going on all the time. And I send it from my heart space up to the higher power. And I would say, yes, um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And the thing is, when you do that practice, it's, in my opinion, in my experience, what it does is it breaks you down enough to feel the truth. It breaks that anger down enough. So you're really always sending that forgiveness to your own self. And that's the key. That's what shifts your energy. That shifts your energy, the energy of others that can shift your relationship with a higher power. And for me, when I finally forgave my higher power and got reconnected, it really was like, oh my God, it was like a aha, no pun intended, but it was like, aha, like I've, I've been the one shutting this out. Like once I opened it up, it just flooded in and I felt the peace. And, and another thing you can do is, you know, if you like poetry, you can read uh, the poetry of Rumi. Um, a great mystic from the 1300s that wrote a lot of love poetry. It can be a little thick, but some of it is is really short and sweet. Um, and kind of ask yourself, like, how did this man have such a love for the divine? You know, what is this? I want what he's got. And, and that's one thing that really helped me. And also writing my own letters to God. I did that for quite a while. Uh, conversations with God is another book that's really good. So you can have your own conversations. And it's not like it has to be a formal prayer. You can just sit there and be like, hey, Higher power, source, universe, goddess, God, whatever you call it. I don't, I don't care what it is. To me, it's all the same. But just make sure you have some feeling about what that is and or a vision and make sure it's your own, something you can believe. If you don't agree with the way that religion describes it, that's not going to work for you. Then you're always going to feel on the outside. You have to get to know it on your own terms because we all have different filters of reality different um, ways we think about things. And so the key is it will speak to you in your language because it doesn't know any one language. It only knows love and life force and healing, okay? And balance. So yeah, this this destructive event we're going through is, is part of a plan. We don't understand it, but people who are passing and, and suffering are, are, are passing into a new way of being, are suffering and learning something, our things are shifting like crazy around all of this that we'll never really understand. And I would have a very different conversation with people that are right on the front lines again. So anyone out there hearing this, you know, we would have a private conversation, number one, and it would be much deeper and, and on the, the road of grief and loss and that deep, deep, um, that deep, deep shift that happens through those dark places. But for now, for those stuck at home, anxious, you know, that that level it's this, this should help quite a bit. Um, I hope it did. Uh, we are running out of time. So I want to go ahead and turn the, uh, we didn't, oh, we didn't get to the meditation, but we will. We did a lot of talking today. I kind of put together a, um, uh, you know, an agenda and I hope we have time, but we are out of time for the hour. So I'm going to go ahead and move that to next week. I thank you for your questions. Um, you made this show very, very interesting. And, um, 
Remember that I can support you privately at molly at mollymccartney.com. I'm on Instagram as Empower Your Wisdom. I'm on Facebook as Molly McCartney. Go and follow me for daily inspiration just like this. Um, and you can also contact me for private sessions. And of course, just, just join me here on Podbean every, uh, every Wednesday until further notice. I'm going to be here 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time to take your questions and just share with you um, things that help me get through difficult times like this and what I hear from my guides and from my higher power and why I think it's so important to walk in, in faith and whatever that feels like to you, whatever works for you but know that there is there is a divine power that's looking out for you. That's looking out for all of us because we're sparks of the divine and it's it's all a, a practice and refocusing that way. Okay? Sending a lot of healing to your hearts and if you'd like to contribute to this show, uh $5, $10 a month would be great. It helps me stay in my work cuz you know things are slow for me as well at this time. You can go to the Podbean uh, homepage for the show and click on the upper right hand corner, the patron um, page and donate however much you like per month and you can cancel at any time. So I welcome you to do that in gratitude for the show. And for now, I bid you adieu.